attempt from the right hash mark. And oh, he hits the upright again. That's impossible. And the Eagles All right, no sign to start this. It's a good day. It's a great day, you know. Just finished up day one of Major League Baseball. I don't know about you, but I feel pretty good about that. I feel great. I feel great. And uh, it was a fun, you know, open day. You you rarely get 15 games in one day. Damn knows I didn't do anything but watch baseball yesterday, and I want to talk about it. I don't know how how many baseball videos or podcasts you're going to see out of me. This might be the only one. Who knows? Uh, start an order from the earliest games to the latest. So start with the Yankees game, finish with the Mariners. Now the Yankees-Giants game, it was between that game and the Braves game to watch for me. And I went with the Braves, so I didn't actually watch the Yankees game. But I did get to see some good things and of course Aaron Judge hits another home run. It just pisses me off. You know, it pisses me off that Aaron Judge just keeps hitting home runs. He is 6'7" or something like that. When he swings, it looks like he's not doing anything. He swings so nonchalantly and the ball just kind of just goes. It pisses me off. I really wish I was 6'7", 250. Not really. Anyways, Garrett Cole looked great. He looked very dominant. You know, Logan Webb. Same. Logan Webb looked good too, even though he lost the game, which is you know, always a rough loss, but he looked good still. Of course, uh, Garrett Cole had like 11 strikeouts in six innings. Pretty dominant performance, but I don't think anyone's surprised, really. I'm not surprised. Everyone hates on Garrett Cole. He's a weird dude. He is a weird dude. But, yeah, it was, it was dominance. You can't really say much about it. But, yeah, I mean, Yankees have a good team. The Giants team, I'd be surprised if they scored three runs the whole year. They can't hit for shit. Like, when I looked at their... Like box score, I didn't even, I didn't even know who the fuck half those players were. Like I know Lamonte Wade and like Conforto, Conforto is so washed up, it's crazy. But like, sure they have like fifty-year-old Brandon Crawford. What the hell is he gonna do? I don't know who Sable is. I don't know who Perez is. Actually, is that Roberto Perez? Never mind. I might know who this is. I think it is. Let me let me take a look. Roberto, oh my, Roberto Perez, he found himself a home. Well, he still can't hit, so that doesn't change my, my theory. Yaz can't hit. Wilmer Flores is their three-hitter. That's depressing in its own right. But it wades way past that giant season where they led the league in whatever they led the league in wins. Jock is the only one who can hit, and he can't even hit. He just hits the ball far, so I don't even know if that counts. Anyways, Logan Webb at 12 strikeouts. That was cool. He gave up four runs, though. He also threw a pick off to nobody. That means no lead is safe with Logan Webb. Man, that Yankees player, he was on first base. He was touching the base, and he still tried to pick him off. Talk about <laughs> talk about some real skill. That wasn't it, but, you know, he tried. Braves, uh, Braves game was... was I mean, it's the Nationals. What the hell are the Nationals going to do? They had Patrick Corbin... An opening day, Patrick Corbin. He 
had the worst ERA among qualified pitchers last year, and it was brutal. It wasn't like, oh, you know, you know, five ERA. No, last year he, let me see, he had a 6.31 ERA, a negative 2.5 WAR, a WHIP at 1.7, and they let him start 31 games. That's how how bad the Nationals are in the trenches. They just they can't seem to get pitching. They have Josiah Gray and Mackenzie Gore. I would have rather watched them start opening day. I'm sure their fans would have rather watched them start opening day. They could be hurt. They could be, but I'm, I'm sure Patrick Orman, they just need to throw him out there. They're paying him $20 million off of a single postseason performance. So, yeah, Braves are good, though. They're going to hit. They got the best GM in the league. Alex Antopoulos is working magic. He has, he has 80% of the like starting lineup locked up for like five plus years shit they signed orlando arcia for three more years for whatever reason i mean he's a decent shortstop but acuna they got under for a long-term contract matt olsen's a long-term contract riley's a long-term contract albies murphy michael harris spencer strider they're all long-term contracts it's it's uh something that you know we haven't seen much of from baseball and i love it then there's the Orioles, which was the next game. Orioles, Red Sox, Corey Kluber, Kyle Gibson, all-time opening day aces. You know, they're going at it. Uh, yeah, it was a high-scoring game, obviously. I mean, when you have Kyle Gibson, Twins legend Kyle Gibson, you, as your ace and washed-up Corey Kluber as <laughs> the Red Sox ace, it's going to be a 10-9 game. But I'm excited. Adley Rushman looked incredible even though he had probably the worst slide of all time, but he was safe. He was safe. Got called out, though, so that sucks. They got good pieces, though. Cedric Mullins is dope. Rutschman's dope. Mountcastle's dope. Santander's dope. Gunnar Henderson's dope. I mean, this whole team's dope. Nothing else to say. The pitching stinks, except for Felix Bautista. Felix Bautista's... What, what is he, the Mountain? That's his nickname? I forgot what his, his uh, walkout song is. But it's something intimidating. I remember that. Red Sox, they're nothing special for me. They're super mediocre. Although, Tristan Casas, I do like. Prospect. It's, uh, gets the opening day start this year at first. I'm glad he's not at third. That would be atrocious. But he had two RBIs. Although he didn't really hit the ball. But, yeah. That's, that's all I got for the Red Sox. They stink and I think... Uh, they don't stink. They're a mediocre team. At best. At best. Well, the next game of the day was Cubs-Brewers. You know, I'm a Cubs fan, as you are. And I was I was not expecting much. This is a Corbin Burns on a revenge tour against Marcus Stroman, who was okay last year. He was good. And this lineup that's pretty mediocre... I mean, they had a lot of mediocre hitters, which isn't the worst thing in the world, but, like, they took shots on Bellinger, took shots on Trey Mancini. I mean, they don't have Seiya Suzuki in this lineup right now. I think the lineup will be a lot better when he's back. It'll look a lot more complete. But they got good hitters. They got Ian Happ, Dansby, Nico. I didn't think they were going to get to Corbin Burns, but they did. Corbin seemed to 
have some like command issues. You know, he walked three, gave up four earned, only had three strikeouts in five, which is the most surprising thing. I mean, he's basically just slotted in for 200 Ks this season, and he looked awful. And, you know, he'll probably figure it out. I mean, it's Corbin Burns. Although Chris Bryant did take him absolutely yard in <laughs> spring training. Not that that matters. But I was really impressed. Marcus Stroman, eight, or not eight, six shutout, eight Ks, only three walks. It was it was impressive for Marcus Stroman. He had the energy. He's fit. He, I haven't seen a pitcher like him fit to be in Wrigley, like, in a while. Like, let's see, that 2016 team, it's not like any of those pitchers were really, like, matched the Wrigley energy. John Lester wasn't saying anything. Kyle Hendricks you know, still probably doesn't match the Wrigley energy. Marcus Stroman does, and he is going to be loved this year if he puts together a full, healthy season. Should be fun. Next game of the day, Detroit Tigers, Tampa Bay Rays. I didn't want to watch this game. I didn't watch this game. I knew the Tigers were going to get shut out. I should have put money on it. I forgot to. This Tigers team is so bad. Now, there was a little hope because they hit a lot better against lefties. Like, a lot better. But... Nah, Shane McClanahan, great pitcher. Went six shut shutouts, and then the bullpen, you know, their bullpen's always pretty good. Shut them down. You know, this this Tigers team is bad. They're really bad. I mean, H Javi Baez, he's good if he wants to be good. He, when he doesn't care, he is like a 500 OPS hitter. But when he cares, he's like in the 870s, and he's hitting bombs and he's electric out there but it seems like he doesn't really care that much on the Tigers I don't know why he signed there if he wanted to play winning baseball but anyways Riley Green and Torkelson are both are both were top prospects they're gonna need a lot out of them this year because there's nothing really else I mean you have Miguel Cabrera I wish they would just sit him I, I understand he's Miguel Cabrera but he's I mean he had a double so I guess I'm wrong Jonathan Scope was the best fielder in baseball last year, according to outs above average. But he can't hit anymore. He used to be able to. He was on the Orioles way back when. And then, you know, this Rays team is fine, I guess. Wander Franco's really the big piece. But Jose Siri. Ho if y'all don't know about Jose Siri, you need to get this guy's name, like, written down somewhere. Buy some stock in Jose Siri. He... He's a monster. He's one of the fastest players in the league. He's one of the best defensively. He's like 6'2", and he hits the shit out of the ball. Now, not very often does he hit the shit out of the ball. But if he was able to hit the shit out of the ball, he'd be a Byron Buxton-esque. Like, he's basically Byron Buxton, just, like, healthier. And probably, you know, if that that's if he could start hitting the ball well, which is a very big if, because he hasn't proven it. But, yeah, the Rays team is, you know, they're boring. Kind of. They're kind of boring. I don't like watching them because I don't like looking at their stadium. But, you know, all Rays fans out there, you got a decent team, seems like, every year. And then the game I watched from start to finish, Rangers-Phillies. I was so excited for this game. I was like, Aaron Nola, Jacob deGrom, they're about, this is about to be a one nothing game. And whoever whoever gets lucky is going to win this game. And damn, that was a fun-ass game. Not for the reasons I thought. It ended 11-7 Rangers when I thought it was going to be Phillies all the way. 
Now, Jacob deGrom and Aaron Nola only went three and two-thirds, and both gave up five runs. So they didn't look they didn't look very good. They really didn't. For being two probably top of the top of the list for Cy Young for both of them in their respective conferences. But now this is a shootout. It was a lot of fun. Now, it wasn't the biggest shootout of the day, but it was a lot of fun. Talk about my my man, Robbie Grossman, Twins legend, tying the game in the fourth on an absolutely electric fourth inning for the Rangers. They put up nine runs that inning. And this Rangers team, if they can hit, man, if they can hit, they have a shot. Because they have Jacob deGrom, they have Martin Perez. They picked up another starting pitcher. I think it's Nathan Uvalde. Could be wrong, but that's three starters that are solid and one that's incredible and you're just hoping the four and five are decent, right? Your bullpen's obviously not going to be much. Jose Leclerc is about it. And you you need more than one guy. But yeah, they uh they hit the shit out the ball. Brad Miller with a home run. Robbie Grossman with a home run. Two names you probably wouldn't expect to see there. Corey Seager looked pretty good. Semyon starting off the year well. Yeah, it'll be fun if they can hit. It really will. And then the Phillies, I mean, they put up seven runs. And that's without some key pieces that you, they're really wishing were in the lineup right now. And Bryce Harper and Reese Hoskins. Now, Harper will be back around June, hopefully. Hoskins will is an ACL tear, so they'll probably be up for the whole year. But if you can get really good production out of Alec Bohm, I think I think he will provide some offense that can cover for Reese Hoskins. Shit, if they're able to get anything like they did off of Brandon Marsh for the rest of the season, they'll be happy. Jake Cave is out in, the, in left field, by the way. I just noticed that. Another Twins legend. But yeah, this team can hit. They got to deal a haul up, but, you know. It, this is a really, really good spot for CJ Crone. I've heard someone say it before. I thought, damn, they're, they're right. If this is a team that can go after CJ Crone, who had a huge day, by the way, then that team would be lethal. And they're already lethal. Trey Turner's about to hit 50 home runs this season. He's coming off an incredible WBC performance. So, I'm excited for that. Uh, the next game of the day was the Pirates and the Reds. Wow, what a shit show of a game. I mean, it was a pretty good game, but, like, it's the Pirates and Reds. These two teams, both in the NL Central, both stink. If anyone can tell me five starters on the Reds or five starters on the Pirates, I'd be impressed. But O'Neill Cruz is really good. <laughs> he shit on a baseball. That was... I mean, he shits on everything. His throws, his baseballs. I mean, he's just also huge. But man, if they... <laughs> if O'Neill Cruz can bat 250 this season, he's probably putting up 40 home runs. And yeah, I mean the Pirates took this game five to four. Uh, these all these pitchers I don't even know. I mean Hunter Green, obviously I know who he is. Hunter Green's the most overrated pitcher in baseball right now, in my opinion. He had like a five year array last last season. I know he's he's an electric player. He throws like one oh five, I think that's what he got uh gunned at last game. Was it like one oh five? But it doesn't matter. If you're throwing one oh five and you have a four five ERA, it doesn't matter if you're throwing one oh five. You're still getting hit. And when your only pitch is a fastball, you're going to get hit. 
Other than that, for Reds pitching, I don't know a single name here. Pirates pitching, I don't know a single name there either. I mean, I know who Mitch Keller is, but he sucks. And then Dave Bednar's good. He should probably be traded at the deadline. And, you know, it's nice to see Andrew McCutcheon back in a Pirates uniform. They also have Cannon Smith and Jigba, who's the brother of Jackson Smith and Jigba, which is really cool. But that's about it. It's not like he's a great player. Uh, he's just he's just starting because he's on the Pirates. But he's a hell of an athlete. You know, those those Smith and Jigba kids, they, they can play sports. And, you know, it's, it's, it's the Pirates and the Reds, man. They suck. And there's the Twins-Royals game, which is another divisional game. That's a that's a fun one for me because I'm a Twins fan, you know. I like the Twins. It's 2 nothing. I mean, it's not an impressive 2 nothing. It's not like they shut out the Astros. They shut out the Orioles. They shut out the Royals, who don't really have anybody but, like, Bobby Witt, and they're trying to rely on a lot of young players that probably aren't ready, like Kyle Isbell and Massey. And, I mean, I think Pascantinos is probably MLB ready, but... He's got a lot of pressure on him. MJ Melendez as a hitter. Who knows? Who knows what he's going to do? But Zach Greinke went out there and honestly put out a pretty good game. Only only giving up two runs to a Twins lineup that I think is pretty good. I mean, it's not me being biased. I think it's pretty good. But yeah, they, I mean, Pablo Lopez in his debut with the Twins looked really good. Five and a third, eight strikeouts, no runs. That's pretty good for me. And then just a legion of bullpen guys that are all decent. And then Johan Duran, who's just, oh, he's crazy. Besides that, nothing really special in this game. Not even a home run. There's only two extra base hits. One Buxton and one Kyle Isbell, who I just talked shit about. That's all I got for the Twins game, though. Yeah, relatively boring game. Like, nothing really happened. And, I mean, the other game going along going on around that time was the Mets game and that wasn't anything crazy too. Max Scherzer went out there and honestly wasn't that great. But he got the job done, right? That's all you need. Get the job done. I mean it was supposed to be a great pitching matchup, right? You got Sandy Alcantara, the unanimous NL Cy Young last year. And you got Max Scherzer, who was a great pitcher, multiple Cy Youngs. And I mean, it's just it's just a casual Mets game. <laughs> Getting production out of guys you wouldn't really expect to. But, uh, overall, fun game. It's kind of a little bit worrying to see Alcantara and Scherzer not pitch that well. Especially Alcantara, who only went five and two-thirds, coming off of leading the league in innings, I believe, two years in a row. I know last year. The year before, I think so. But it's... Uh, it's it's not a hundred percent. Besides that, Luis Arias. I wish he was still in the Twins, but I understand. And then besides that, the Marlins got a legion of shitty players that just continue to survive somehow. And I don't really I don't really care that much about these two teams, if I'm gonna be honest. And I'm gonna move on <laughs> because fuck that. And the next game that came up was insane. With the Blue Jays and Cardinals, who combined put up 34 hits. Nuts. Like, I'm just going down the list. George Springer, five hits. Bo Bichette, four hits. Vlad, two hits. 
Matt Chapman, three hits. Kiermaier, two hits. Brendan Donovan, three hits. Goldie, two. Arnado, two. Contreras, two. Who got hurt, by the way. I haven't checked on his update since I saw the injury, but, you know, praying for speedy recovery. Let's see. Tyler O'Neill shit on a ball. Jordan Walker didn't look great in his debut, but he got a hit. Better than what Volpe did. And then, you know, it was it was an electric game. I mean, Toronto came out in that top of the ninth and put up two runs to take the lead. And then Jordan Romero, who I think is a sneaky candidate for reliever of the year, put out a great closing ninth inning to shut the, shut the Cardinals down. And they're hot. But yeah, George Springer, five hits, four runs. His hits were all pretty shitty, pretty shitty singles. Like, if I hit those singles in MLB The Show, I'm like, I'm going, eh, probably didn't deserve that, but, you know, shit happens, shit happens. Uh, yeah, but, uh, like I said, these are two good teams. It's, uh, I think the Blue Jays are, are a better team. They actually have pitching, where I think the Cardinals really don't have starting pitching. They have some good bullpen guys in Jordan Hicks and Helsley who both got blown up. So that's worrying. And if they get blown up, then they have no pitching. I mean, they're waiting on Wainwright, who also is 40. So you can't really wait on him. You want to get guys who can actually throw. And Miles, Miles Michaelis being your, your star, opening day starter is not what you want. Three and a third, ten hits, five earned. They're going to need to find some bitching. They can probably trade for it. They have a lot of a lot of depth at, in the hitting position. I mean, Dylan, Dylan, Dylan Carlson, he didn't play today despite being healthy, even though he should probably be out there. They have uh, Yepes in the back too, so they got they got a lot of they got a lot of depth. Probably should move a guy. In my opinion, I think they should move a guy like uh, like well like Dylan Carlson, especially if you're set with Jordan Walker in the outfield. Then I think. It'd be a really good idea to try to move someone like Dylan Carlson, who's going to pull in a lot because he's still a young center fielder with great defense. He can switch hit. He's hits well against lefties. Still needs to figure it out against righties, but he's got a lot of potential. Then we're getting to the late slate of games, starting with the White Sox and Astros. And damn, did Dylan Cease look good. He looked really good. It's a little scary as a Twins fan to see Dylan Cease play that well. But man, he's so good. He's so good. He made this Astros team look stupid. I don't think they should have pulled him out in the sixth when he was in a little bit of a jam. But he did have an extremely wild throw. So, I get it. I get it. And then, you know, Bummer relieved him and got him an earned run on his record when he should have had shutout. But, shit happens. White Sox still walk away at the win. This, uh, this White Sox team... We'll really see. They're always hyped up every single year. You never really know what they're going to do. They always deal with a lot of injuries. They always deal with players that are supposed to be good, being slumps like the whole year. We'll see. The Astros case, definitely missing Jose Altuve right now. And, and that's it. They got great hitters. This is, this is a good team. They're the favorites to win it all again. So It's a close game. It's not like they look terrible. They just still and cease looked better than every other pitcher right now. And then the Rockies game. I watched the Rockies. It's not that I'm like a huge Rockies fan. 
but I do watch Rockies games because Chris Bryant is the GOAT. Probably not, but he is my favorite player in the league right now. You know, that part of that 2016 Cubs team that won it all. But now he's on this poverty Rockies team that really don't seem to figure out their identity year in, year out. But, shit, they look good. I can't even, like, talk shit. He looked really good. CJ Crone, 4 for 5 with 5 RBIs. Should have been 6, but Chris Bryant Chris came rounding third slower than I've ever seen before. Which is <laughs> kind of worrying, but he still had three hits and ripped a double to start the game, so can't complain. And then, uh, yeah, their uh, third baseman, their young third baseman, I'm not going to say his first name, but his last name is Montero, ripped a home run, which is pretty good to see. The much-anticipated debut, or opening day of Ezekiel Tovar. He didn't do much, he had a single. Nothing crazy, though. He is a sneaky pick for NL Rookie of the Year. And yeah, it was weird because Herman Marquez is not a great pitcher. In my opinion, he's not a great pitcher. Yet, he pitched well against a really good Padres team. I mean, this is another one of the favorites to win it all this year. But, you know, can't win it all when Juan Soto and Machado are going 1 for 7 in a game. With no walks, too. So yeah, you're really going to want more out of them. But I'm, it's not like I'm worried. And then Bogarts look really good. And that's scary. So we'll see. They picked up a lot of picked up a lot of volatile guys, in my opinion. The Padres. I think Matt Carpenter and Nelson Cruz were cool additions. Like they're good name name guys because Matt Carpenter was a great story last year, and Nelson Cruz is Nelson Cruz. But I don't I don't think they have that much left in the tank for either of them. They're both like probably 40 years old. So we'll really see what they can do this year for this team. They're missing Joe Musgrove too, which is hurts a lot because Blake Snell and Hugh Darvish are good pitchers, but they're, like I said, I said this word before, they're extremely volatile. Hugh Darvish will either be the most dominant pitcher you'll see, or he'll like look like Kyle Freeland throwing up just change-ups right down the middle and getting nuked for eight runs a game. Same thing with Blake Snell, really. He'll have good outings, and then he'll have really bad outings. And you need stability, and Joe Musgrove's your stability, and we don't have your stability, it all falls apart. So, I don't know, they're playing right now, as I record this, against the Rockies. It's not you, Darvish, on the mound. It's, uh, it's, uh, that, <laughs> that one guy I can't think of the name of. <clears throat> it's, uh, Nick Martinez, there it is. And then Kyle Freeland for the Rockies. We'll see how that game goes. I mean, I'm still gonna assume the Padres will take that, but... After last night, you never know, especially if this Rockies team comes out hitting again. Yeah, and I know they kind of beat up on some lefties, and they're a really good lefty-hitting team. And Nick Martinez is a righty, but we'll see. We'll see. Should be a decent game. And we'll go into the final games of the night, which are, I mean, relatively uninteresting games, except for the Mariners game. Like, before the games actually happened, I was like... Yeah, I'll probably watch the Mariners game, maybe. Dodgers game, I mean, I'm not expecting the Diamondbacks to win. They got some fun players, but I'm not going to watch the game because I don't think there's a shot. And then I didn't think to watch the Angels game. I like was thinking about it just to watch Otani. Then I got caught up, and I was like, yeah, you know what? It's probably going to be a wrap anyways. 
But uh, yeah, no, they lost. In the most Angels fashion, they lost too. Otani goes out there, throws six shutout innings with ten strikeouts. And this team can't even put up the second run. They got their run from Logan O'Hoppy, who is a prospect they got last year in a trade. And I forgot the trade. But coming out from a trade. But he's a replacement for Max Stassi, who's on the I.O. But this is a team that picked up Hunter Renfro, who had the most insane catch of all time. That was insane. There was, like, in my days of playing baseball, I've had catches like that. But I've, like, I've had catches where I'm just kind of, like, looking up and waiting, and I just kind of throw my glove out there, and uh, I catch the ball. But what Hunter Renfro did was insane. That's stuff you dream about, like, making when you're just, like, as kids, you're in the wiffle ball, just playing wiffle ball, and you're like, let me just make this catch, and you just flick back and catch that shit. And as I speak, Chris Bryant rips a single in the left field. Just felt like that was a necessary thing to say. He looks good. Swing looks good. I'm excited for a full year of Chris Bryant, obviously. I think if he can get going in the Coors air, he could really have a great season. But, yeah, high fastball, he just took that shit to left field. That is something he couldn't do last year, really. I mean, he hit, he hit the ball well last year, don't get me wrong. But something he struggled with was high fastballs. But anyways, back to the Angels game. Team picked up Hunter, or Hunter, Hunter Renfro, who I thought was a great pickup. They also got Brandon Drury, which I thought was a great pickup. Shit, I like the, the Brent Phillips pickup too. Although, Brent Phillips, he's not a great hitter, but he's going to provide a great defense out there. Especially when you lost uh, Brandon Marsh. That's where they got Logan the Hoppy. It was a Brandon Marsh trade. Anyways, uh, I just watched Juan Soto just really make a terrible play at that ball that was just hit. And it won't be an error, but it should be. It's definitely going to lower his defensive run saved. That's for damn sure. That was a really bad play. I mean, I'm a bad outfielder, but shit, that looked bad to me. Anyways, this this Angels team has got a lot of got a lot of hitters on it that should be good but they just never seem to put it together and also I'm pretty sure their 25 million man Anthony Rendon is about to be suspended for a number of games for I think he I think I already picked up an A's fan and like slammed them or something like that so he's he's struggling right now really in all aspects of life besides the money part which I guess <laughs> shit can't really complain Anyways, this A's team, they won. I don't know how. Uh, I mean, I do know how. I just don't know any of the players. I don't have any way to talk about The only players I know are Loriano and Aguilar. And they didn't do anything, so why would I talk about them? Shea Langoliers, I know, because he's a prospect. There was a top prospect, and he didn't do really anything either. I don't know their pitchers. So I don't... I don't really know what to talk about this ace team. They won. I hope they don't win again today or tomorrow. Not because I like the Angels, but just because that would be embarrassing. And I don't like watching people embarrass themselves. Uh, Dodgers game. I mean, it's the Dodgers. They're always just going to win, man. It pisses me off. They're always going to be good. They're never not going to be good. They, they have... seems like they have geniuses in their like farm coaching system right now 
they're just producing big league talent. It feels like every year. I mean, that James Outman guy just came out, and, you know, he's for his opening day, super young, comes out, hits a home run. I don't know, man. They're just always going to be good. There's probably not going to be a time where they're under 500 in my life. I wish I could put money on that. This is a good-ass team. Will Smith is probably going to retake his throne as the best offensive catcher in baseball. Freddie Freeman's going to hit 300 again. Mookie Best looks like he's going to have another year of hitting 250 with 35 home runs. Yeah. But, you know, I do love this Diamondbacks team. I didn't think they had a chance against the Dodgers, but this is a sneaky team to go over 500. I loved the Kyle Lewis pickup, although he didn't look good last night. He, you know, he's not too far off from his rookie of the year season, albeit in a COVID year. But still, he had a lot of potential, and injuries have really held him back these past couple of years. It'll be fun if he gets a full season, just to see what he's really like in a full season, because we've never seen that. His rookie of the year season, he's played the 60 games in the COVID year. But I do like this Diamondbacks team. I think Cattell Marte still got it in him for good years. I think Lourdes Gurriel is locked to hit probably over 250. Christian Walker is one of the best first basemen in the league that no one talks about. Walked home with a gold glove and hit 30-plus home runs and had like an 800 OPS. I'll take that. I think Evan Longoria was a sneaky pickup. Nick Ahmed sucks, but he plays good defense. They have the number one prospect in baseball in Corbin Carroll and like the number seven prospect in Gabriel Moreno. Two extremely exciting players. Jake McCarthy's really fast and can... What, did he hit 280 last year in the limited sample size? Uh, and the Padres have made an, another shitty defensive play. But their city connects are cool. Their city connects are pretty cool. Anyway, does that count look terrible? They're, he really needs to prove he's an ace to get paid or traded to a contender. And their bullpen is shit. So this is probably an 85. I, I could see 85 wins out of Diamondbacks. I think there's, I think their line's like 70-something. But I could see them going over pretty easily. But on to the last game of the day. That Mariners-Gardens game. Probably one of the more anticipated games of opening day. And, I mean, do I say disappointed? I don't know if it disappointed. The Mariners just looked like a great team. And Luis Castillo is again proving himself that he should be an ace. Long removed from that season where he had, like, four out of, like, the top, like, 15 worst pitches in the league. And he got blown up every single start. He looks like a real ace. Six shutless. Shutless? Shutout innings. One hit. Zero walks. Six strikeouts. Only 76 pitches. They took him out with 76 pitches and one hit, no walks. I mean, that's what you can do, though, when you have a bullpen as good as theirs. Their bullpen's so good. They have so many players who are just really good as Nick Martinez spikes the ball into the grass. What is the What are the Padres doing? It's going to be another year of disappointment for Padres fans. I'm sorry. Anyways, Shane Bieber looked good, too. Shit. Shane Bieber looks like he's going to be in a true ace again. Now, James Karinczak got blown up, which was probably the biggest thing for me, because I'm a big James Karinczak fan. And he, you know, got bombed a little bit by Ty France, who's a great hitter. But yeah, these are two fun teams. I mean, you got Julio on one end who went over, but, you know, he's not going to stay that way. 
But Ty France, Teoscar was a great pickup. Cal Rally's probably a top 10 catcher, honestly. Eugenio Suarez is pretty good, too. Jared Kelnick looks to have a bounce back season. We're looking for that. And they still got a, a big name on their IL that I can't think of. I know Pollock's on their IL. I, can't, I don't remember if that's the one I'm thinking of, though. It probably is. Move on to the Guardians. Uh, you know, they're expecting another great year to Stephen Kwan. J-Ram's probably going to be an MVP candidate again. Josh Bell is much-needed power with Josh Naylor. Jimenez, hopefully, what did he get, a 30 war last year? Hopefully he does the same thing. Will Brennan's a young guy. That hopefully does well for them. It's a good team. It's always a good team. They're probably going to win the division, sadly. And, you know, they always find a way to... They'll be down 10 games at the All-Star break, and Twins or White Sox, whatever two team's up, is going to choke again. Because they always choke. Every single time. This AL Central just doesn't feel like the Indians are going to win, and then all of a sudden, they just are slow and steady, and then just win the Central. But, that's what I got for the opening day games. Now, do want to mention my picks for the awards at the end of the year after opening day it's it's super super early uh predictions but i still do think otani will win the al mvp and for the nl mvp i think before the season i was saying juan soto i just felt like it was it was time for him to win it it feels like it's gonna be hard to like stop him from not winning an mvp in his career but my nl mvp it's Chris Bryant. On to my NL uh, Cy Young. Uh, it's a hard decision. It's hard not to just go Sandy again. Just because he's going to pitch 300 innings. I mean, it's a gross est overestimation, but it's he's going to pitch 200 plus again. And probably be solid. Came off a rough start, but like, who cares? He's going to log more innings than anybody, and that's just naturally going to get his ERA to go down. And then with the AL Cy Young, it's got to be Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease looks so dominant against the best team in baseball. So that's my pick. And then AL Rookie of the Year and NL Rookie of the Year. I'm just going to keep it the same. Keep it simple. That's what I've been told. Corbin Carroll, Gunnar Henderson, they're the top prospects for a reason. It's, it'd be hard not to like see them winning Rookie of the Year. I don't have any sneaky picks either because I can't think of too many rookies off top dome right now, but that's what I got for them, and then that's really all I'm going to go into because I don't, I don't care that much. Like I said, this is probably one of few baseball podcasts. I just don't know how much I'm going to do of them. They're a little bit easier for me since I know baseball more than I do football, but I'm a little bit more invested in football at this point, which brings me to my next thing, which is that the next video will probably be a mock draft. It'll be that or top 10 receivers. It depends on uh, if my special guests are ready for the top 10 receiver rankings. Or top 15, whatever that's going to be. You'll figure it out. You'll see it in the title when it comes out eventually. Anyways, thank you to my friends <laughs> who uh, listen to this. Granted, none of them are making it to the end. None of them made it to the end of the first one. I put in the double doink as my intro. And I lost everybody because either they were laughing too much and like turned it off and forgot about it, or 
if they watched it and hated me because some of them were Bears fans and then turned it off or they stayed and then when I called Chase Claypool the GOAT, they turned it off. So I'm kind of killing myself here. I'm trying to be a little bit less sporadic and a little bit more informative so that I don't lose people. Because I get a lot of people will come and like they're here for obviously it's going to be opinions, but I need stats to back me up. And we'll really see. We'll really see if I stick to a more informative type of speaking. I don't know how long it's going to last. I do like talking stats, but I can only talk stats for so long. And that's really going to be it. I'm at the 40 minute mark. I mean, that's, that's well, that's enough. I was only planning on doing 25 minutes. I just wanted to go over the opening day games because I ended up watching a lot of them. And, well, the Rockies game's on right now. And I want to watch that. Especially since the Padres look like they stink. So, you know, I'm going to leave it on that. Padres fans, be ready to be disappointed for like a third straight year.